You are about to listen to an episode of Dolphin Financial Radio. Each week, co-hosts Dan and Tony will explore topics about finance and retirement. It's fun, informative, and most of all useful to those who are interested in retiring successfully. Now, let's begin the show. Hello, and welcome to another Dolphin Financial Radio Show with me, Dan Wendell, owner of Dolphin Financial Group. Today's topic is about money and happiness. And we've done shows in the past, but today we're going to talk specifically about a new book. Well, it's not relatively new, but it is about the science behind spending money and what makes people happy. So the question is, can you buy happiness? I'm going to bring Tony Shore in. My trusty sidekick, there he is, Tony. We're going to be talking about, can you buy happiness? Huh. And I think we can, but I, I sent you the link to the book. Yep, I saw it's it. It's called Happy Money, The New Science of Smarter Spending. Now, we did a show not too long ago about a man named Ken Honda, who did also wrote a book called Happy Money, which right. is funny, but uh, we talked about that. I'll put that show up here or over sure. there. Sure. My favorite um, part of that show is when I uh, when I asked if maybe he changed his name to Honda from Toyota. Yeah, uh, I remember that. That was very witty. Um, <laughs> yeah, you're full of them today. Uh, oh, I'm but, full of something today. Yeah. So, so we it was the, the personality traits of money, and we talked about different personalities going into retirement. So today what I want to do is talk about this new book about the science of, of how to spend. And I'm going to break it down into the five key points from the book. I encourage people to read it, but we're going to distill it down to the five key points on how to spend your money to be happy. Cause apparently you can, and there's science that proves <laughs> it. And I want to talk about how retirees can do it because oh, this is okay. a retirement show. So what do you say? I'm going to put the book title up here for everyone to see. Happy Elizabeth money. Dunn. Interesting. Yes. Yeah, I read the description, the first few pages. Uh, I haven't read the book, but uh, I read the first few pages. And you can actually read the first few pages uh, for free on Amazon. And then if you like it, you can buy the book. But it is interesting, Dan. I'm glad you sent me the link. And it reminds me of a song... Um, uh, the Flying Lizards did a horrible version of it, but uh, called Money, not the Pink Floyd song that you and I right. love so much. But, uh, you know, the best in the line is, and may, maybe a lot of our listeners have heard it, I don't know, the best things in life are free, but you can give them to the birds and bees. I want money. And that's the whole, that's the whole gist of that song. But it's sung somewhat sarcastically, so I don't How know. Come, when we did our show about money, I'll put it up here, we did songs about money. Yep. You didn't bring that one up. Well, uh, you need to go after the show, Dan, you can go and listen to it. Just pull it up on the fl just flying lizards money and then listen to it. It'll come up on YouTube. Uh, you'll hear why I didn't. <laughs> it is so it's like it was a hit explicit because, lyrics. No, it was a novelty hit because it was so bad. Um, gotcha. It was sung by. um someone from another country who didn't speak English very well, but they were singing it in English. I think it's a cover tune and it was purposely bad, but it's very funny. And it was a minor hit. I mean, I think there was a video on MTV in the eighties and yeah. So, okay. yeah, it's interesting. You know, me music trivia, we could go down that rabbit hole, but I'm interested to hear your take on this because 
The question is, do you think you can buy happiness, Tony? The woman behind me thinks so. Uh, she does. She looks excited. Um, you can buy peace of mind in some regards and you can buy the swan plan to sleep well at night. Uh, that's what money can help you sleep well at night and not have to worry about certain things. But no, I don't believe money can buy happiness personally. I think that uh, Huey, I, I'll go with Huey Lewis on this one. The power of love. It, it don't, it, you don't need no credit card to ride this train. That's the power of love. Uh, <laughs> little uh, Huey I, think Lewis I think you're going off the rails on the crazy train, <laughs> as Ozzy Osbourne said. Okay, this is turning into a music show. All okay, right. let's let's talk about this book. So you can read it. I suggest you do. But they basically talk about ways to spend money that scientifically prove to make you happier. So if you want to read the science behind it, and there is science behind it, like half the book is. Uh, annotations about the science scientific studies but let's talk about it and in no particular order i want to bring in these five key points ways to spend money and the first one is experiences versus material things mm. so buying shared unique experiences versus stuff that's what they're suggesting buys happiness so that i can the, get behind the concept is you rarely get buyer's remorse from going on a trip or doing something. Yeah, there you go. I like that. You do have, when you have too many things and buy too much stuff, which I've been guilty of, you can have buyer's remorse. And, it, and the happiness is short-lived when you're buying material items. So I do agree with that. Yeah. And experiences like my family and I just went on a uh, five, six, six day trip to Colorado, all five of us. And that's awesome. I mean, that experience was great. We were all happy. We enjoyed it, but it cost a lot of money, but it was worth it. So Aspen, right? You went to Aspen? Yes. That was and it's an expensive town, right? <laughs> so, yeah, we didn't stay in Aspen, but uh, we spent it was in the area. And yeah. Everything in Aspen costs more. So theoretically, I'm going to take a guess. You could have bought your youngest daughter a decent used vehicle for the oh, price yeah. you paid. Oh yeah, for the trip to go right. Yep, so she would have a a new a, a new to her car mm -hmm. as opposed to the experience. Do you feel like you would rather have the car now without the experience? Or would you rather stick with the experience? Stick with the experience. How about your daughter? Do you think she would rather have the car or have gone on the experience? <laughs> my opinion is the one that counts here, Dan. Let's. Well, no, it's it's my point being. <laughs> she might. That... She she probably would pick the experience as well. I mean, it's easy to say that because they are. She already has a vehicle that her grandpa gave her. But I will say this, Dan, to point out the money issue: the rental car that we had to get that would hold five people comfortably, or at least hold five people, uh, that costs. Uh, for that amount that we paid for the rental car, I could have bought a crappy used car. <laughs> and I just ditched it in Colorado, just drove yeah. it off the cliff and left Seriously, it at the airport. It's at that point. If you're trying to rent a car right now, that's uh, just an FYI. So, so I think that the older you get, the more you realize this, although there's a lot of discussion and chatter that the newer Younger kids, I don't know what what generation we're on now. Y, Z, I don't even know. The the twenty year olds today 
are spending more on experiences than they are on things. And that's a pretty good trend, I feel. That is. Especially if you look at this book and the science behind it. So as an example for retirement, you know, people in retirement, maybe they get this. But here's here's an example of something that one of my clients did that relates to experiences versus material things. She was getting tired of giving the grandkids stuff because she didn't yeah. know what they liked, right? You know, grandma sure. buys you a pool toy or whatever. You're like, uh, right, that's great. Or clothing that they're never going to wear. Clothing. They didn't pick it up. You know, savings bonds is what I got. <laughs> you know, money. Just giving them money. Oh, here, yeah. here's money. And the kids, oh, the kids love the money. And they spot. Yeah. Then they buy crap, right? We, we yeah. did the show on it. I don't know if I have it. The oh, alligator. The alli- <laughs> the, the <laughs> alligator back scratcher. <laughs> your boys right. the stuff they spent the money on was right. we did a show on on giving money to your kids or whatever whatever that is over there especially young kids up. yeah so she decided she was going to instead of giving money to the grandkids and her kids she was going to actually spend it on them in the form of a vacation so she actually bought the hotel and bought the plane tickets and said you guys show up here see that's awesome and yeah. now would the kids rather have a hundred dollars or 200 in cash instead of a hotel room for three nights for the family? Maybe, probably if given the kids, if you give a, a 10 year old, the option, right? Well, the 10 year old. Yeah. Isn't going to understand right. my son who's 22. He wants the experience. Even when he was younger, he wants the experiences. He's not, I think that's stuff. a rare breed. As you get older, you get, maybe you understand that, but yeah. you know, of a, 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 35-year-old with two new kids is probably saying, oh, I just need money to pay for, for, for stuff. I, I, I got to pay the babysitter. I got to yeah. pay yeah. for gas to the commute. So thanks, Grandma. I'll take that money. Thanks, Mom. <laughs> yeah. But if they say we're going to fly you and all expenses paid trip, you're going to remember the trip more than you would remember the money you spent to sure. go send the kid to daycare. Right. So yeah. I'm a big believer of that. And I think this is a big one that retirees should be considering is sure. instead of giving money or gifts to kids or grandkids, maybe buy them an experience and go with them, go with them because sure. that's enjoyable. All right. Second, point. I like that by time. So one, an, the easiest way to describe this is to pay other people to do things you don't want to do. So when I moved to Florida, Mm. I had all the equipment to mow my own lawn and I didn't do it. I did it at first. And my wife was looking at me (laughs) on the weekends. I was sweating. First of all. Uh huh. Yeah. That's no, that's never any good. Like mowing and, and the lawn grows. You have to cut it twice a week in the summer almost because it's constantly raining. Sure. And I'm sweating. I'm dying. And it's weekends. I'm like, what am I doing? And taking me hours and I didn't enjoy it. You know, it, it was not fun no. in any way. No. The only thing worse than mowing my lawn in Florida was picking up acorns in up north. That was the worst. But <laughs> it was the worst. So spending money, they call it time affluence, having t- time and, and uh, money's more valuable than time. We did a show on that. Remember uh, Peter Buffett? You know, he's like, he spent all of his money on, on learning to be a, a musician and it worked out really well. Yeah. Warren Buffett's son. Um, I'll put that up here. Um, so time is more valuable than money and sure. you know, you can't buy time, but you can buy time. So, and time is money. 
Right. So, you know, when, when you're planning a trip to Aspen and you flew, Hey, we could, we could save 50 bucks if we do a uh, layover, uh, in Cleveland for five hours. Is it worth it? We could have, we actually had that scenario and looked at that, but we're like, Nope, nonstop. Right. 50 a ticket. Yep. Because it's, it gave but, us basically an extra half a day or day in Colorado enjoying. Yep. But your son, who's younger and maybe a little bit more frugal, may say maybe it's worth the extra 150 to to go four hours out of the way. What's the big deal? He drove. <laughs> See, there you go. So, you know, sometimes, but some people like that. So, yeah, the idea is you buy time. So for people in retirement, I'll give you an example. One of my clients recently, unfortunately, her husband passed away uh, fairly young, 66 years old. And, um, and she, they had just retired. So it was it's devastating, right? So that she lives in the same house and she was, we were talking, how are you doing? It's been a year. And I'm like, well, well she's got more money than she spends. She hasn't changed at all which is fine. We talk about that in the past. You have, and so she's got the income she needs. She's just not spending it and she just can't get around. You know, I don't want to, I can't, and not yet. We're trying to convince her to go on trips with family and so forth. So I said, well, what do you hate the most? You know, and she's like, you know what I really don't like is my husband used to do all the cleaning in the house. He used to do the deep cleaning and now I'm doing it. I hate it. It reminds me of him. And you know, and then she's like, I said, well, why don't you hire somebody? You have the money instead of going on a trip that you don't want to go on because you say you can't, why don't you pay someone to come in every week or every month or whatever? And she said, what a great idea. So that's what she started doing. So she's buying the time. She's buying time for herself, but also buying someone else to do something that doesn't make her happy. So she could spend that time doing something else that makes her happy. So you can buy happiness in that regard yeah. by buying time. Yeah. Yeah. Assuming you use the time to do something that makes you happy. Yes, exactly. So yeah. I, 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 that I buy, I pay someone to mow my lawn. So I have more time to, to wrestle with my kids. Yep. I agree with all these examples and, and the point you're making is good. And so, so the point I think the book is making is good. I mean, there's still things, you know, money can't buy love money. Can't buy love. I mean, I mean the love I have for you, Dan, there's, you can't put a price on that. I'd take five <laughs> grand right now. Walk away. I'm sure you you'd never see you again. Five hundred dollars. Five hundred. You'll never see me again. <laughs> well, here, here's another one, Tony. Uh, the third one. They talk about making it a treat. So, if you do something over and over that you love, you have a nice coffee in front of you. Yep. Yeah, uh, yeah. You would keep it hidden. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Look at the size I of that. Coffee. I know. <laughs> well, there was a lot of ice. In you there. know the worst part about that iced coffee right there. What's that, Dan? This is a Vikings cup. Oh, it's in a Minnesota Vikings cup. Didn't yeah. the Vikings win the um, True, Super Bowl man. last year? No, they've never won a Super Bowl, Dan. Oh, that's right. Oh, it was Tampa Bay. That's right. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay. I, I forgot. All I forgot right. for a moment. So um, if you right. buy there an you ice coffee, if you love ice coffee and you buy it every day. Oh, that's right. Hell froze over last year. I almost forgot that hell froze over last year <laughs> and Tampa Bay won a Super Bowl. Okay, go ahead. So if you buy the iced coffee every day, eventually you just get used to it and it's not as special anymore. So the right. idea is make things special, make it a treat because yep. 
you don't want to get used to it. Right. Right. So, you know, um, when's the last time you went to the mall of America? Boy, it's been years. Right. Mm -hmm. Because it's right there. Right. 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 So, but if someone's coming to Minnesota, they're going to be, oh, I got to go see the Mall of America. I got to go see Lake Minnetonka, whatever it is. Yeah. I I remember when I lived in, and I worked in Manhattan, you know, the, I walked by the Empire State Building every day. And then when the kids were born and I was still working there and we were going to move to Florida, I said, wait a sec, the kids have not gone up the Empire State Building. (laughs) They've not seen the Statue of Liberty. Like, whoa, whoa. I got to do that before I go. Right. So the same thing about spending money. If, if you, if you constantly do it, then you got, it's, you get bored and it's not as special. Mm -hmm. So as a retiree, maybe you love to golf. Right. And if you go golfing every day after a while, you just be like, ah, right. But if you say, instead of doing the same course every day, you make a point that every month you're going to go with a new person or a new course somewhere. All of a sudden, it adds a little spice, and it increases your level of happiness because, again, it's an experience, and it's not a boring experience you do all the time. Right, but there are only so many mini golf courses where I live. So, all right, well then you could go paintballing, Tony. You could go. You're you're stealthy. I did that once with my son. Really, I've never been a friend group. It was a friend group. It was a uh, part of a uh, bachelor party weekend. We went. That's right. A guy I worked with. uh, with, Have you ever done that, by the way? I I was going to go paintballing. I when I was in my early 20s, I coordinated a paintballing event. Me and my friends versus my company and all the employees. The night before we got in a car accident and we didn't go. Oh no. And I've not gone since, but my kids go and they love it. And they oh, keep saying, yeah. Dad, go. And I'm like, mm, You should go. I'm gonna so I'm gonna say I'm gonna make it a treat by not going. When I do go, <laughs> it'll be that more special when I'm in my age. Well, it'll be special, all right. Just all right. <laughs> the older two you more. Get, the it's gonna be, Dan. Right. <laughs> two more. Two more. Okay. Um pay for consumption. Prepay. I'm sorry. Prepay for consumption. What does that mean? So the idea is if you pay for something but don't consume it right away, the time lag adds a level of happiness. Hmm. So most people do the opposite. They spend it on a credit card and then pay for it later. Here we're saying pay for it now and then savor the savor it before you before you go. So like my trip. We've been talking about we're going to Yellowstone, right? We've been talking about it. My kids are so excited about it. Um, some people say that the excitement of planning and, and imagining the trip is more exciting than the actual trip. I, <laughs> maybe it will be once we see no, the lines at Yellowstone. No, but, no. but, but the idea is you get some value in the planning and the anticipation. Yes. And that increases your happiness. Ah, It's like buying a lotto ticket, Tony. You don't buy a lotto ticket to win because you know you're not going to. But you buy the lotto ticket, and that gives you that talking. What if I did win? What would I do then? You yeah, know? yeah, I would never talk to Tony again. That kind of stuff. <laughs> or maybe no, I would. I would only. I would only talk to Tony. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> I'd, buy, I'd buy him out. He'd be mowing my lawn. <laughs> <laughs> just hey kids, come watch Tony's mowing the lawn again. Yeah. Hey Tony. <laughs> 
Yeah, Tony's become my personal assistant. Right, I pay him four million a year. He's happy with it. So <laughs> He's happy with. It. So yeah, I mow your lawn for four million a year. Actually, yeah. See, right. Yeah. So the idea of this is that um, in retirement, you know, buying a buying a your family that trip. Like I said, instead of giving them gifts, buy them the trip plan it out. My dad does this all the time. Hey, we're going here. He's out there planning it. Here's the restaurant you should go to according to this. And he's researching stuff for a trip he's not even going on. He enjoys it. He enjoys the concept of, you know, and I also think, Tony, by prepaying for something when you're done with it, like when you go to, when you came back from Aspen and you saw the credit card bill, <laughs> right, that's kind of take a little bit of a way, a little away from it. It's a little slap in the face, but if you prepay yep. for it, then you went and then you came back and there was no bill. Ah, like, therein lies the, I get it. Now I get the prepay for consumption part of it. That makes you put it in a, in a story that makes sense. Cause when we opened it up and saw that uh, car rental bill, you know, and, uh, but if you prepaid for it, the $20 cheeseburgers in Aspen, well, see that you can't prepay the, for, but at the Jerome. That's, that's doable because you're in the moment, but yeah. The idea is the anticipation adds a level of happiness. Yeah. So why not prepay for everything? Yeah. Prepay for but, college. Ooh. Yeah. No. But it's okay. so beautiful. You guys are going to have so much fun in Yellowstone. I just, I can't wait to hear the stories and see the See, pictures. you're happy about it. You're not I'm going, happy. Right? Yeah. Just as your boys, you'll be happy just seeing your how excited your boys are to, and point out all the amazing sights. So. Last one. Buffalo coming. coming up to your vehicle. Bison, again. I mean, bison. I got to keep yep. correcting you every bison. time. Yep, they're bison. <laughs> my my objective is to see a moose. I want to see a moose. I've never seen a moose. Yeah, there's moose, uh, a lot of moose up in the mountains where we were, but we never saw one uh, well, in Colorado. But there there are moose. Uh, don't get too close to a moose, though. They're more dangerous. Moose and buffalo are both very dangerous, but the moose is considered the most dangerous animal in North America. Yeah, you know I that? I did know that, which yeah. is why I want to see it. Now, I'll see it, but the anticipation of seeing it is exciting to me. Yeah, yeah. You know? Will I be let down? Um, okay. No, I, it depends on how close you are, but you're not going to be let down if you see a moose in the wild. I, I'll tell you that. Real quick story, Tony. My kids were watching Napoleon Dynamite, the movie, oh. and they found out that it takes pr place in Preston, Idaho, and we're going to be passing it. So they asked if we can go see the house. Oh, it was filmed. That in. is so funny. It's only a half hour off the beaten path. So I figured that's an experience that yeah. they're excited about. So why yeah. not? You got to do okay. it. You know, it's better than buying a DVD of Napoleon Diamond. Okay. Yep. Last one, Tony. Invest in others. Science says that you feel happier when you buy something for someone else than if you buy it for yourself. That's why I've given so much to you, Dan, and, and given so much of myself to you. <laughs> Wake up, Dan. <laughs> you know, I see this. Uh, you know, I, I was raised uh, the youngest of four. Not a lot, not a lot to go around. So we were raised Explains to be pretty darn frugal. Yep. So to spend money on other people was difficult because we didn't have money to spend on ourselves necessarily. Mm -hmm. But I will say, I remember some of the gifts that were given to me or the, the experience people spent on me mm. when I was young, even. Wow. I specifically remember friends that did something for me 
And I said, wow, that's amazing. And then when I buy gifts or give, you know, pay for an experience or something, I do feel good about it. Um, it reminds me of the, the Hobbit, the book, the Hobbit, the Hobbits on their birthday don't get gifts. They give, give gifts yep. to everybody. Yep. I love that. So I thought a good example for retirement, people in retirement is instead of on your birthday, getting gifts from the kids. I mean, at that age, a lot of people say, I don't need anything. What do I need? I got everything. Just, right. you know, come over and have dinner, right? Experience. Instead of getting gifts on your birthday, maybe you give gifts on your birthday and switch the narrative because then you'll I feel like good it. about it. Yeah. I like it. And even social media has picked up on that. You know, on Facebook, you you put up a thing and everybody wishes you happy birthday or your friends might want to get you something, but you put up a donate link yes. for your favorite charity or cause. Yeah. So, and you feel good about it. Yeah. You feel good so about it. so you, you look and say, wow, $323 my friends donated to this charity on my birthday in honor of my birthday. That that makes you feel better than getting some thing, you know. Right. And, and and maybe initially you get a, a new bird feeder and you're loving it. Oh, this is great. But it wears off like everything else. Like yeah. the first point, which was material stuff versus experiences. Getting the experience of giving to someone else is it, it, they all tie together. Yeah. And I think uh, volunteerism is huge in retirement. You have your time. You know, you might have extra time because you're not working. Give back in the form of your time. Yeah, you don't have to, it's not always about money. You don't have to give sure. money. You can give time, and it makes you feel good. Yeah, you know people. People that I'll go back to the coffee that you have. You went and you got it. Did you, did you make it yourself, or did you go and buy that from somewhere? <clears throat> Neither. My daughter made it for me this morning. Oh. She, is nice. she bought herself an iced coffee maker that she's going to take with her to college because she loves to have an iced coffee in the morning. There and instead of going through Starbucks to save money, she got a deal on a iced coffee maker. And uh, this morning she knew I was dealing with a lot of stuff and running behind. So uh, she made me an iced coffee. So you got to pay it forward. You know, you see the people that go through the Starbucks line or whatever. They get excited about it. People remember that yeah. more than yeah. they remember the whatever they got. You know, it's the experience. So the fact that your daughter made it for you, now you have to make coffee for someone else, the next person. <laughs> go give yep. one to your neighbor. Go give a nice coffee to your neighbor. Tom. Yeah. Neighbor Tom. He'll love it. Right? Yep. And then you, it'll make you happy. It'll he'll probably be like, this is great. Like, wow. You know, what an experience. And then you might start talking about your music and then he'll be like, Oh, here we go again. And then that'll be the end. Then he'll get, you know, spill some on himself and then get out of that conversation. So anyway, <laughs> conclusion, Tony, money can't buy happiness, but the decisions you make on how you spend your money can influence your happiness. Yeah. You gave so five just, really good ways right. to do that. Yeah. And it's from that book, happy money, the new science of smarter spending by Elizabeth Dunn and Michael Norton. Read the book, but just look differently at how you spend money and you might just become happier. It might just change your life. And people in retirement, um, even people that don't have a lot of money, they have time, right. do something different. Just switch it up. Don't focus on the stuff. Focus right. on the experience, give to others. I think you'll be happier. Yeah. 
That's awesome, Dan. And a great show. I just think this message is so important. And you gave us some great examples uh, of how you can use your money to make yourself and others happy. And I like that, especially that last one. That was good. Yeah. All right, Tony. Thanks for joining me on the show. Thanks for giving me your time every week. These are fun for me. We're giving back to the listeners. Anything for you, Dan. You know, Insight and wisdom. You're doing it for the listeners. I know you are. (laughs) <laughs> you can't and, put a price though on the love i have for you you know that before i start crying you know what i'm gonna do i'm gonna have to bring in the kids i think because all right you're, uh, you're taking too much i'll do a, i'll do an intro an outro with me and you but we'll have the kids do it how about that right. see you later the topics on this show are wide-ranging yet relevant to people approaching or living in retirement like me if there is a topic you want to hear on the show Head to dolphinfinancialgroup.com and contact Dan to request your topic or to share your opinion. Dan Mundell or Dolphin Financial Group are not affiliated or endorsed by Social Security or any government agency. Everything discussed on today's show was for informational purpose only. Since everyone's situation is different, some things may not apply to you. The materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources. We cannot be 100% certain that they are accurate. You should really talk to my dad or someone from Dolphin Financial Group before trying to implement these ideas or strategies.